Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Thursday. Definitely the best day of the week. Um, (laughs) Today I'm going to start by telling three dad jokes. So dad jokes are those terrible jokes that make you that make you roll your eyes because they're they're so bad that they're just not funny. Um, but they're they're totally related to to what I want to talk about today. So they're actually three jokes about babies. So the first joke is this: Did you hear about the parents who worked at the instruction book factory? Do you know what they called their baby? Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, okay, joke number two. Um, how does an astronaut put a baby to sleep? They rocket. <laughs> and and the third and final joke is this: What do you call a group of soldiers full of babies? the infantry <laughs> now that that third and final joke is actually on one hand um very what can we say very interesting from um from an academic point of view but it's also very sad because the reason that that it's called the infantry in the military is because Generally, um, the infantry is uh, foot soldiers um, who have very kind of basic duties. And so they tend to be less experienced soldiers. And so therefore, they also tend to be younger. They tend to be more like babies, like infants. So infantry is literally called the infantry because it's a group of soldiers that are full of babies. And that's actually really sad to think that we have young young people going to war. But anyway, that's another <laughs> that that's not anything to do with uh, with language. So I want to talk now about about infants because infant actually comes to English from from the Persian language and it means it comes from infadi which means cannot speak because generally well little children babies they they don't speak they vocalize mama da da but they don't speak but although they can't speak and physically they they're incapable of doing lots of things they have some incredible cognitive abilities and that's what i want to talk about so The first thing is that babies when they are only 12 months old they already know what language is and what it's for. So I have in front of me this paper called 12 month old infants recognize that speech can communicate unobservable intentions. And what they did is they had an adult sitting at a table and 
the adult was trying to complete a puzzle. They were trying to balance a ring on the top of uh, on the top of another ring, and they had these babies. The babies would watch the adults, and the adult unfortunately would fail to complete the task. They would fail to balance the ring on top of this on top of this spike. And they had two different groups of babies. Now, for the first group, when the adult failed to balance the ring on the spike, another adult would enter the room and go over and do this. (coughs) 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 They would cough. Okay, and... For the second group of babies, uh, the adult would try to balance the hoop and the the hoop would fall. And then an adult would come in and go over and say, blah, 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 blah. So they would speak something that sounded like a human language, but it wasn't actually a normal language. It was an invented, an invented language. But here's the really interesting thing. So the babies that heard the coughing, they realized that coughing was just an involuntary bodily function, that that coughing did not convey any information. But those babies that, that saw the adult come in and speak something that sounded like language, they realized that it was conveying information. And so those babies expected that when the adults tried again to balance the hoop, they expected them to succeed because they knew that the person who came in had given the other person some extra information to help them. Now, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty incredible to think that at 12 months old, a baby already knows that, lang- that language is a tool of communication, that language passes information in a magical way through the air from one person to another. It's pretty incredible, right? But that's not the only thing they know. So I have another paper here called, Who Can Speak That Language? 11-month-old infants have language-dependent expectations regarding speaker ethnicity. So what they did was they played babies some audio. They played babies some native speakers speaking English, and then they also played some native speakers speaking Cantonese. And the babies had a screen in front of them with a picture of a Caucasian and a picture of an Asian person. And when the babies heard the native English speaker, they automatically looked towards the Caucasian face. And when they heard the Cantonese speaker, they automatically looked towards the Asian face. And so babies who are only 11 months old, they know two really important things about language. They know that Language conveys information. And they also know that the way that that language communicates, the sound of that language 
depends on the way that you look. Now, unfortunately, this, of course, carries on until we are adults, and this has some negative side effects, including, obviously, the creation of accent prejudice, which is something I'm going to talk about in in another podcast. But what it shows is that from from a very young age, from when we are infants, we have expectations about how people should sound about accent. And that's a really important difference between accent and pronunciation because I've been talking a bit about pronunciation over the past few daily digests and now I want to start separating accent and pronunciation. So pronunciation is how a person produces those individual phonemes or sounds of a language and then how they combine them to make words and then how they combine those words to make sentences. That's pronunciation. And accent is your specific pronunciation that tells me where you're from. It tells me lots of other things, but it mainly tells me where you're from. And that means that as adults, we have expectations about how you look and how you sound and what that means. And I have another study here, which is the expectation mismatch effect in accentedness perception of Asian and Caucasian non-native speakers of English. And it was similar to the baby study. So what they did was they had a video recording of, of people who looked Caucasian, had video recordings of them speaking in English. And then they had video recordings of people who looked Asian also speaking English. But what they did, and this study was done with adults. So first they played the audio to the adults without the video. So the adults heard only the accent and the pronunciation. And they asked the adults to rate the strength of the accent, basically the, 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 the accentedness of the speech. They asked them to rate it from, from one to 10. And they did that for the, for the, for both, for both speakers. So for the, the, um, Caucasian looking person and the Asian looking person, and then they repeated, but this time they showed them the video. Now here's the weird thing. What they discovered was that if you look Caucasian, so if you look like you come from a native English speaking country, then the expectation is that you will have a native like accent. You will sound maybe English or American. And if I show you the video and you look Asian, then my expectation is that you will have some type of strong accent. But what happened is, if I am a Caucasian-looking person like, like I am in reality, and if I have maybe a German accent or a French accent or maybe even a, a, a Chinese accent, then my accent will be rated as stronger people will think my accent is more difficult to understand 
than if I actually looked Asian. So it shows that we have an expectation of the way that people look and how they should sound. So that affects how people perceive the strength of your accent. So if you are, for example, black, if you come from Tanzania and you have a really nice English accent, then people will think that your accent is is great. They'll think it's amazing because they're not expecting such a great English accent from somebody who looks like they do not come from a native-speaking country. But, you know, if you look like me and you have a French accent, which also may be really excellent, people will think that your accent is worse because, well, you look Caucasian. You look like you could come from a native English-speaking country. And what I'm trying to do is show you that there are there are more things at play there are there are more than just accent and pronunciation it's also about culture and expectations and in the next podcast i'm going to be talking specifics about what that means for for pronunciation and accent and i'm going to give you some examples from from Spanish about why it's important to focus on pronunciation and not accent if you want to have good communication in English. I hope you, that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed learning about the magical cognitive abilities of babies. I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class. 